All right, guys, good morning. 27th of May, Wednesday morning. Welcome to the morning motivation call number 12. Um, and today we're going to be discussing the shortcuts to learning a new skill. So as, we, as we've already discussed in previous uh, calls, the three cornerstones to success are beliefs, habits, and skills. Now, we've already touched on beliefs and we've touched on habits. So what I want to discover this morning is what it takes to create and learn a new skill and how to accelerate the learning process. So skills are like the tools in a toolbox for a carpenter. And that's how I want you to look at it. My question to you is how many tools do you have in your toolbox right now? And think about the person that you need to become and the person that you need to be in your future and what skills does that person require or need to have to reach their full potential. So I'm always upskilling. Every morning when I when I train, my first hour is listening to either podcasts, um, YouTube, uh, downloaded books, audio, anything. I'm just continually filling my mind up. I used the analogy the other day that I, if anyone can recall back over and look at The Matrix, the first mo movie where they plugged Neo into the chair and his first time he learned to do martial arts, never done martial arts before and then a minute later he was a, um, an, an expert in martial arts because they plugged the program into him. That's the visual I give myself every morning when I'm learning these and listening to these audios as I'm just uploading all this new skill into my mind and it's just information gathering. So what I want you to do is say to the person or look at the person in your future and what skills do they have that allow you to play at that level and what will allow you to operate from a level of expertise and genius. And so what is it that person in your future that they have that you currently don't? And that just requires a little bit of analysis and looking into yourself. And what I want you to start thinking of is the skills, these skills is your tools of trade. And I want you to start to sharpen the saw. And you'll notice that sharpen the saw is a seventh habit listed by Stephen Covey in his all-time best-selling book. I've said in previous calls, it's a great book worth reading. It's a second time. Maybe we should start listening to that one. So how do you become the expert? How do you become the key player or the leader in your chosen field? Now, think about it. Why do I ask that question? Because so many people go through life aimlessly wondering or wondering why they've never achieved they've never reached that level and if someone in your chosen field or where you're aspiring to be is displaying those qualities living that lifestyle or has the vision or just simply lives the life that you want to have they're displaying a certain skill set that allowed them to get there and until you're crystal clear on what that skill is until you know exactly what it is they will always be the expert and you'll always be left floundering in their, in their wake. So if you're to rise up the ranks and be on the cutting edge of your industry or be considered an expert, you need to know what the experts are doing and then somehow do that plus more because your ultimate goal is to surpass them. So there's your first problem. We've identified it and your first problem that you need to uncover is what skill or skills do you need? The second problem is you might have identified that skill, but you weren't specific enough with it. 
So let me use as an example. Imagine that you want to increase your level of skill as, say, a mechanic. And it's not enough just to say, look, I want to be a better mechanic. You need to be really clear, precise, and specific. So a better statement would be, if I were a mechanic and I wanted to be the best and an expert in that field, I would break it down and say, I'm going to learn how to work on only Audi motor vehicles. And I'm only going to work on and learn in an intrinsic detail the RS series, the top of the line model, the RS series. And then I'm going to specialize and become an expert in the electronics of Audi RS models. Can you see how finite and how detailed that was as opposed to just a general statement and a wishy-washy, I'm just going to be a better mechanic. Now I'm actually going to specialize and be an expert in not just Audis, but in their top line model. But one step further, I'm going to find that down and I am going to be the go-to guy for the electronics in that car. So it's great that you want to be a better mechanic, but by being or having laser-like focused, intentional, and incredibly specific, you'll harness all of your energy into, an, into a finite space, and you will become an expert in that field, as opposed to just being a good mechanic. Now, I don't know if anyone in, on the call has ever done triathlons or knows of the sport, but, by tri but in my eyes, triathlons is the perfect analogy, and I can, I'm qualified to say this because I used to do it, um, for misdirected attention. Now, I love the sport, and in triathlons, you have three disciplines, swim, ride, and run. Each of these dis disciplines is completely different. They're completely polarized, and they're a discipline on their own and in their own right. Now, someone's got the brilliant idea of merging them together. Now, I can tell you, because I did it for a number of years, and I did quite well at it, that swimming doesn't help you running, that riding doesn't help you swimming, and running certainly doesn't, if anything, it inhibits your riding. And as I've mentioned in previous calls, we can see things as a negative or we can turn it into a positive. The reasons triathlons are so addictive is because of this very reason. It's a mental challenge. It's a battle of the mind over the body. If you notice the guys when they get off the bike, they're used to it being in the riding position and their body's asking, you're asking the body to run. It's not normal. The body doesn't want to work that way. It's a real challenge. So it's very addictive. So on any given day, I've yet to meet a single triathlete who reports that they had all three disciplines perform brilliantly. Generally, you'll hear the feedback from the athletes saying, yeah, my bike was good, but I bombed out in the swim and the run. My swim was poor, but I lost time, but I was strong on the bike. Um, or I had a flat on the bike, which ruined the rest of my day. I am waiting for the day that a triathlete said I was in blistering form and I smashed all three disciplines. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting anyone who does triathlons. I love the sport and it's where I started before I took up my cycling career. Um, it, and I took it all the way up to half Ironman. It was just a brilliant mental challenge. And I love that aspect of it. And it, what, it's what led me to cycling. So how did I start in cycling was that I left the sport so I could focus all my energy on one thing. Out of the three disciplines, I focused on being great at one thing. So I looked at the one thing that gave me the most enjoyment, the one thing that gave me the most uh, level of happiness, and the one I found myself training the most. 
that's, that was cycling. So I stopped doing triathlons and focused on one. And where I used to train for six hours a day across three disciplines, my new program allowed me to train for five hours a day on one discipline. This allowed me to spend more time at home. It allowed me to hone my efforts and my skills and focus with complete intensity on one thing. Now, my level of success and my level of happiness exponentially increased because I had laser-like focus on one discipline, not to mention the fact that I got more time at home and I felt great. So in your industry, what area do you need to focus on? What skills do you need to focus on? And no one can answer this question for you better than yourself because you are the expert in this field, not me, not anyone on, the, on this call or not anyone in your network, just you. So when you find this skill or the area that you need to focus on, ask yourself the question, can I be more specific? Can I be more focused in one area and become the expert, the go-to person? And once you've found this area, you might want to chunk it down into small bite-sized pieces because to be, no one comes an expert becomes an expert overnight. You want to create an expert over time. And I don't, you would have heard this expression a lot, usually with, um, you know, Hollywood actors and, and people of fame, where they're touted as an overnight success. But if you drill down into their story, you'll find out there was an overnight success in 15 years. The first, 15, the first 14 years was a lesson in failure and how to budget on about $3 a week. I can guarantee you anyone in your chosen field who you are currently modeling as an expert, they didn't launch him or self into the stratosphere overnight. They used platforms and bite-sized pieces to chunk their way up bit by bit. And sometimes it might have been a, a process of two steps forward, one step back, but eventually they moved forward and they got to the position they're in today. And I bet you they worked on one skill at a time and they worked with ferocity and tenacity. So your next step is to write down six to 10 skills that you could look at in your, the luminaries in your field or the people that you're aspiring to be and then work through that process of elimination as we have done with habits. So you eliminate the ones and you, what you're basically working towards is the, the one that resonates with you at your core level and your core values and what will raise you to the next level. Now this is gonna be called your high priority skill. All you need to do then is just focus and like I suggested in the last call, if you're getting pushback or negativity or fears are start, starting to rise up around a particular skill on that page, or you hear yourself say to yourself, mm, don't know if I can really do that one, I don't know if it applies to me, maybe that's the one you need to focus on the most. Now, that's the hard work out of the way, is prioritizing it and getting your high priority skill. The next bit's pretty fun and it's enjoyable and it's mostly rewarding because you love it. And it's going to be good research part. Now, you need to go out and find books, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube, jump on these coaching calls and continue to feed your mind and find out as much possible detail about that skill. You don't need to make this an arduous task, okay, especially in the early phases. It's a new habit for you and it's a new skill. So it's going to be like riding a bike for the first time. You'll probably be a little bit wobbly. But don't try and become the expert on the first day. Give yourself that flexibility and time. So when you're reading these books or learning about the skills, just take a top-line view, okay? You're only after the information. You're not at the perfection stage just yet, okay? You just need to assimilate as much information from a top-level perspective. And if you're reading a book, just skim through it. Go to the library and just pick up a book and read a couple of the, the headline chapters 
and just get a sponge for information. Skim through that book, flick through it, maybe read a chapter and a couple of the headings and the, the, the blurb at the back. Read a handful of paragraphs. Um, or use the app that I spoke about the other day, which was Blinkist, um, which will give you the whole digest in 15 minutes. It's so cool. It's very cool. Um, but just start feeding your mind. And then what I want you to do is come back the next day with a whole new abundance of energy and excitement about learning this skill. Don't be the perfectionist, okay? Just learn and get information in. And each time you come back, you need to be excited, ready, and hungry. So another take-home message for you is that when you're watching videos or reading books is to make note what each of the experts are, com are commenting on or teaching repetitively. So where there's common ground in each one of these experts that you're mentor or being mentored by, you'll find that they're speaking about two or three things that resonate amongst all of them. Now let's look at the personal development stuff. The personal development space. You've got Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, T. Harv Eker, um, the, the core guys, the, the leaders in that field, their messages are very similar. They're delivered in their own unique way and with their own spin on it, but the core message will always be the same. And if you look at it, it's all point one would be thoughts and, and belief systems. Point two would be feelings, behaviors, slash habits. Point three is your actions, which is basically, in my eyes, skill implementation. And finally, fourth, you're getting results. If you focus on three to four things, they will improve your skill in that chosen area. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of not being specific. So as an example, people have a belief that to grow their business, they need to be a better public speaker. And they say, I'm going to go out there and be a better public speaker. But there's so many areas in relation to that. It's so ambiguous. You know, they haven't taken into consideration the construction of stories, having confidence, body language, uh, stage presence, articulation, grammar, energy management. Okay, reading the room, none of that's come into play yet. They've just gone top line and it's not going to work for them. As you can see in the areas of public speaking, as with your key area, you need to narrow it down and get very specific on what you need to improve and get very clear so you can be effective at gaining new skills. So when you're learning a new skill, I doubt that you'll be working at a subconscious or an unconscious level. It's a new exercise, which means you're going to have to be very present and conscious. You've got to think about it, right? So you'll, need, you'll be using the executive part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex. And that's the one that allows you to think, make decisions actively and be very mindful and present. You need to be focused and concentrate on what you're doing. And all of you would have experienced this before, whether you're trying a new sport, trying a new skill, even just following a recipe for the first time. You need to... Uh, you need to read the line one by one. You need to read the ingredients. There's no poetic license in it. You're following it to the letter and you're very focused and deliberate about it. I, I know in my case, I actually read a recipe twice just because I'm a, you know, I want to get it right. Um, but this is a new skill for you. You need that. So another thing to remember is when you're learning this new skill, you need to put yourself in a peak state. Put yourself in an environment that is conducive to learning with no distractions. Yep, you're going to have to turn off your phone. You're going to have to shut down Outlook. You're going to have to get rid of distractions. Maybe move away from people that are going to interrupt you. Don't be afraid to let everyone know that you're learning something new. And just for that short period of time, you're going to need their help and assistance by letting you concentrate without distractions or interruptions. And I actually, personally, I like to learn an environment that's, you know, I'm free of distractions. 
So one more thing to remember is that, as discussed in a previous calls, your willpower is the strongest first thing in the morning. So if you're learning a new skill, tackle it first thing in the morning where your resources and willpower are at absolute high. But I don't, don't take my word for it. Try it. Get up early. Give it a go with this new skill and then see how you go. Remember, be easy on yourself. It's it, Learning new skills is difficult. You're trying to create new neural pathways that just don't exist yet. So you're forging new territory. Your mind will be a little bit discombobulated and it'll want to go back to ways of old. Just give it a chance to bet in that new habit. And that's why I suggest you do it first thing in the morning. All right, so how do you solidify all these habits into a new course, all these new skills into a habit? The best way to do this, and if you've, I guess if you've seen me present before, you would have heard me use the phrase that faith occurs by hearing and hearing and hearing. You've just got to repeat these. So these new skills need to be implemented, practiced, and actioned every single day, preferably the same time of day. It's at this point that you need to show perseverance and tenacity and a desire to achieve. So you need to show up and consistently implement and practice these new skills until it becomes a point of unconscious action. And with repeated exposure and consistent effort, and it does require to be consistent, they'll become a habit. And think about rolling this into your daily routine and your success ritual. So Bruce Lick, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he's a, uh, a doctor and scientist who studied the brain, body, and metaphysics. Now, he states that the conscious part of your brain only absorbs 5%, a mere 5% of information that you take on board. So when you read a book, a seminar, an audio, go to a workshop, you're only picking up and retaining 5% of that. That's why I suggest you listen to these calls over and over again and you keep registering and locking in and grabbing this information. The more times you hear it, the more you'll bet in. So I encourage you to follow through to the next lot of coaching as well because that's where you're going to get more and more uptake of these lessons. Each time you re-listen to these calls on the downloadable um, audio files, you're getting a new lesson and a new perspective. So each time you hear it, you're retaining that 5% and adding to it and getting a different learning each time. If you've ever read a book three times, you'll get a different lesson each time. And you're betting in the old message, which is making it more at a subconscious level and starts to operate without your input anymore. This in itself will be the difference between you being average and extraordinary. So let's summarize. Point one, get clear on the skill that you need. Point two, be very specific about it. Number three is narrow it down to one to two skills. Point four is then go and have some fun and research these common topics so that you can be efficient. Point five, be consistent with your skills. Okay, implement them every day and just build a habit of success. Guys, believe in your potential. Let's catch up on Friday. Looking forward to your call. Go out and make it happen. Talk soon, guys. Bye.